now, time for Seafood News. Okay, I'm Seafood News Managing Editor Amanda Buckle. And I'm Ernaberry Seafood Market Reporter Lauren Castiglione. It is day two of Seafood Expo Global, and I am sitting at the Scotland booth um, here with Seafood from Scotland. And we just had, I'm here with Gilpin Bradley, the Managing Director of Westeros. Gilpin Bradley and I have been sitting here having probably a half-hour conversation over the most delicious brunch we've ever had, eating so much Scottish uh, seafood. And now we're going to talk about Westeros and their their branding and just the amazing work that they're doing. So, Gilpin, thanks for joining us. Thank you, man. So, uh, like I said, we basically just had this entire conversation ready without being recorded, but I would love for you to talk to us more about the branding of Westeros. Um, when you sell your salmon to the U.S., that name is right there with it. Tell yeah, us more about that. Absolutely, yeah. So our our end objective is that we've been we need to promote our message through the supply chain, and we focus on independent retailers and independent restaurateurs, so that when they request salmon, they just ask for Westeros. That's it. We want that high level of brand loyalty, and we want them fully understanding what's unique about our salmon. Don't forget that we're a very, very long-established, independent Scottish salmon farmer. And if we hadn't taken this approach of clever brand identity, we probably wouldn't have survived. So we take a very transparent approach to how we grow our salmon. We want a level of communication with our customers, whether it be in the US or, or Europe, where, where even a very small retailer can feel that they can email me or they can email Gillian and they can say, I've just read this on whatever, is it true? And the fact that we will respond quickly and give them an answer, gives them that extra level of reassurance about how, how we sell our salmon, what's unique about our salmon. And, you know, we're operating, admittedly, at the very, very top of the market. In fact, we have a bit of a, we also have a bit of fun at trade shows. If people want to talk about the price, we say, go and talk to somebody else. You know, <laughs> frankly, that. we're not here to talk about the price. We're here to talk about why is our salmon extra special and why they shouldn't hesitate to be paying a premium price for it. And it's, it's a very very challenging thing to do, especially when we're dealing with farmed Atlantic salmon, you know, two million tons plus produced in the world in lots of different countries. And effectively, it has got to a sort of commodity status, but we have to be as far away from commodities as we possibly can. And if we weren't, we wouldn't survive. And that's it. So, so we do strong messaging. We promote the fact that our salmon is completely medicine-free, really it's, it's as pure as any farmed Atlantic salmon that's produced in the world. And we've done that through very, very close attention to how we farm our salmon. So we use RAS for a sea lice, which is a very interesting challenge. So it's a natural instinct of the RAS to remove sea lice from farmed salmon. We manage with as few wild RAS as we possibly can. In fact, we use less than 1% wild RAS, okay? And the wild RAS keep the salmon completely clean of sea lice and that removes the need for using medicines. And that's a huge plus. Okay, our customers love that. They sell it in America as being artisan, all natural, you know. And so we what we what we try and do is almost educate as to what's different about, about our farming program. Because don't forget farming salmon is re relatively new. So a lot of the questions come from something that they might have read, might have misunderstood. So we see one of our role at seafood shows as being yes wanting more brand loyalty but also an element of education and there's, there's a number of other things we do that really focus on why our salmon deserves a premium positioning in the market and we're often asked about uh, 
What do we feed our salmon? Okay, because there are numerous statistics in the world about how about the amount of wild caught fish that it takes to produce a kilo of farmed salmon. What we do is unique to us, and we only use trimmings of fish that is destined for human consumption. So we'll take a mackerel trimming or a herring trimming, and that trimming will be, will be put into the fish meal, and then that fish meal will be used for the dry pellet that we use. So we're super conscious of doing that. As a result of being able to do that, we manage a fish in, fish out ratio of less than one to one. So fish in, fish out is the relationship between dedicated wild caught fish and a kilo of farmed salmon. So if you're less than one to one, it means using less than a kilo of dedicated wild caught fish. Fish still has to taste good. Yep. Ultimately, that's very important. You know, it's super important. It's got to taste good, and that's why we always get a side of hot smoked salmon and come and try some on our stand. You know, because but the reason it can taste good is the choice of the diet and the choice of the feeding practice. You know, because yeah, some things we don't talk about. Some things are little trade secrets. So it's what things right. that we do that are different. But we try and do things as naturally as we possibly can. So we give the salmon meals. We don't give them continual access to feed. We give them a meal. You know, because in the wild, you honestly don't think they have continual access to food. Right. They have a meal, and then they probably have a bit of a, you know, starve period for a period, then another meal. So you know, that's important. So our salmon do grow relatively slowly, but the benefit of salmon that are growing relatively slowly is that the flavour and the texture of the finished product is noticeably different. And that, and that is that's really really important. Like you said, it's, it's artisan. It, this isn't this isn't just the, it, it, it the is frozen artisan. salmon you're grabbing like from the you know the counter. Like it's this is something special that you yeah, guys are it is something on. special. And you know, salmon are highly adaptable. Okay, and one of the reasons they're highly adaptable is because they've adapted to cope with increasing threats in the wild. Okay, simple things like if we reduce the handling on our salmon to as little as possible, that preserves that lovely slimy mucus layer on the salmon. We've all picked up a fresh fish. Only at a seafood show we hear that lovely slime. <laughs> that lovely slimy mucus is super important because slimy mucus is a barrier to disease. And if you don't handle right. it, you have healthier fish. So our approach when it comes to farming is to minimize handling so that the fish are as well protected as possible from natural threats in the, in the, in the wild. And that's actually really important. Yeah. So in practice, what we do is we move our fish from one net to another net by a swim-through system and dry the net in the sun. Yes, even on the west coast of Scotland, there is actually sun. So we call it sun-dried nets. You heard it here system. first. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There are actually, there is occasionally sun, but it's actually quite a sunny week this week between snow showers. But there is sun-dried nets. The advantage is the fish aren't handled, preserves mucus, keeps the fish in good condition, good for the health. So artisan, to a large extent, is often actually just keeping things simple and right. doing it in a way where the focus is on having a, a, a finished salmon, which is delicious, and people come back and don't question the price. Right, and it goes back to what you said about education, how that's so important to, to key in on all of this, all of these processes during yeah. along no, the so way. Yeah, we're, we're, we're very conscious that a lot of the buyers have a preconceived idea right. based on some information that they might have read by one of the many professional anti-salmon farm campaigners. And they are professional because they're paid to campaign against what we right. do. We have to be super smart and have a clever way of educating and just saying, actually, this is what happens in reality. And I, we have a favorite saying when it comes to making decisions. If we always think about the next generation in our operational decisions, 
then that's the definition of sustainability. Yeah, I love that. And that's really important. And speaking of sustainability, I wanted to ask more about, you know, the practices that um, that Westeros, um, you know, upholds for sustainability because it is so important within the industry and to consumers uh, these days, especially. Yeah, I think well, sustainability is, is a whole range of things. Obviously, right. people normally think sustainable must think of the environment. That's key. Yeah. So, so the, the whole basis of the regulation in Scotland is that any impact we have on the environment is fully reversible with 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 nature. In fact, it's fully reversible with the tide. And that's what happens. So we've been farming salmon in our sea locks for 45 years in the same area. No adverse impact. Wow. So that, 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 that's important. And in that same period, you know, the local wildlife population has increased. The seal population has quadrupled. So we have to work alongside the seals. Right. And they're very hungry. <laughs> and that's not always easy. Yeah. Because we want sustainability for the seal population. Right. You know, we have to operate in harmony with nature. Yeah. Because you might be farming the sea, but you're farming it in an environment that actually we cannot control. So we have to be respectful of, the, of, of that change. So, yeah, I mean, environmental sustainability underpins every operational decision. It has to be commercially sustainable. You know, one, one must not forget that aspect of sustainability as well. But in order to be commercially sustainable, you have to be selling in the right way with the right messaging with customers that fully understand it. you know that's, and, that's and really key speaking of that so at seafood expo global you were saying that you actually brought some of your farmers with you to, to kind of it's like explain that messaging and and kind of i guess give people the full story behind is and is that part of your yeah, reason why absolutely. they brought up the number absolutely we've got morgan mckay with us this week last week he was feeding the salmon <laughs> i mean he's really enjoying it because he's speaking with passion about why our salmon's different, you know, and our customers love hearing that. Mm. They love hearing, well, you know, what actually happened? What, what, what is a day in the life of a salmon farmer? Right. And apart from anything else, I think it's a great way to reward young staff with potential. I think actually this is an important part of the supply of, of the whole process. These are the end customers that make the decision. Are they going to pay the extra euro or dollar for our salmon? And yeah, he's doing a good job and he's, in, he's, in, he's enjoying it kind yeah. of education on both sides you know like you have you're you're helping your staff your your workers and then your workers are helping your yeah. customers you know Indeed. it's it's really education on both sides which is yeah. really cool and I, there's another interesting aspect to sustainability right so an awful lot of what we do is um doing things in a really traditional way and it's fascinating the way farming the sea in our area is now a greater employer than fishing so we employ a lot of ex-fishermen and we're using wow. those fishing skills to do a better job of farming the sea. That's so amazing. it's fisherman turned farmer because like it or not, farming the sea is the future. You know, there's been more value of farmed seafood for the last 10 years than wild caught for a variety of reasons. So we work in harmony with fishermen, yeah. use their skills and some of their skills, they can't be taught. They're kind of passed down generation to generation, you know, and we even keep the nicknames when we're fishermen. Yeah. So, uh, so that's all that's all good fun too that's, and i was in school with them you know and it's great yeah, yeah so we have, a, we have a number of exhibitions that's that's fantastic and i said your your story is the, the story behind westeros is just so fun and it's it's it, you're really selling the product i like i like I said i've been i've been sitting here with you for half hour i'm like let's keep talking let's yeah. get let's have lauren come over yeah. um I but there's an aspect which of which is uh we find always always appeals to customers where they want to know about where we operate right so remember that in our area we're the largest employer 
have been for the last 40 years. Right? Yeah. This is not a small town on the west coast of Scotland. So sustainability is, uh, is often about sustaining community, sustaining jobs, sustaining schools. You know, yeah. I went to school in the local village school. There were 14 in my senior year, and there are now 30 in the same senior year. Right? So things have, things have moved on and they've developed. Yeah. You know, and, and that's good. We're now employing some third generation salmon farmers. Wow. Which is very good. Yeah. You know, and so that, that's, just, if, if you don't think of sustainability as supporting the next generation, then right. the, you're, you're, you're missing a trick there. And I thought it was also cool that uh, some of your retailers actually come out to your farm. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, we always welcome visitors. And often it coincides with the holiday Say no in Scotland. More. We'll so, uh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I mean, we're accessible, you know. Inverness is about an hour's drive away, Inverness Airport. So, yeah, it's accessible. And we do get calls from... Yeah, we've had a number of retailers, especially the Americans, have come over. They come over to do some golfing, then they come and see a salmon farm. That's good. And we've had. You get to expense as a business trip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so, so, so that's good. And you know, the the bottom line is that um, we want evidence putting money back into the community. Okay. So one of the things that we've done in the last couple of years is we've set up an educational trust. Okay, specifically, where the uh, youngsters from the local community can tap into funding that we as a salmon farmer have put up to support their funding in tertiary education. Wow. And tertiary education is everything from, you know, doing a degree, doing a major in college, going to do an apprenticeship, help with travel accommodation, you know, because people often think that it has to be formal education, but in fact, it can actually just be practical, mm -hmm. you know. And some of our some of our youngsters and some of the things I'm probably kind of I'd say most proud of as someone who, who runs a business is the guy who left school with one exam with a bit of a write-off, had a little bit of an issue with some of the things that tempt youngsters in life, got back onto mainstream life, and now he looks after our environmental monitoring. Wow. So last year he came to Barcelona show with us. He also came to the Boston Seafood show. He's also quite a handsome young man. So he's got customers, <laughs> customers, quite, the customers quite like that, you know. And, Is he here yeah, today? Yeah, yeah. Gillian, Gillian calls him our, 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 our poster boy. But, but, but the point is that we're rewarding a youngster who at one point in his life, his self-esteem was so low that he thought, what am I going to do? Right. And now he's part of a aquaculture, farming the sea, you know, yeah. opening the door to, to, to a great future. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, the other guy I had with us in Boston, He'd had a very checkered history, but he's now back in the straight and narrow. Uh -huh. And he's and we and we 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 had one or two excellent evenings in Boston. <laughs> and I had young Matthew in front of a very very large U.S. chain in front of the buyer, and managing a conversation for three to four hours. And the buyer taught him the important things about how he could grow as a person, how he could learn to manage other people. Yeah. And he's told me about how impactful this story was. So actually, our, our customers love the fact that we'd taken young Matthew yeah. over with us, you know. We'd grown up in the village, hadn't really been to America, hadn't experienced much. And, you know, it was, it, it was definitely out of his comfort zone. But on his way back, he felt more comfortable within himself. Right. And that was a good thing. You know, so you, you feel good stories we want yeah. from, from Barcelona. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so no, I think well, investing in your people is critical. You know, and you can't be a, you can't be a good farmer without good people. Right. And that's really important. So last question for you, just what are what are your hopes? I mean, we're we're ready, you know, almost over with with Barcelona already, but what are your what are your hopes to gain out of uh, this show? Yeah, so it's all you always ask that a show has it been a good show. I said no. Ask us in a few months time. Right. So our measure of a good show 
is enhance brand loyalty, increase sales, and less talk about the chat and more talk about the next bit of exciting promotional material that they can use to support our brand. Because believe it or not, they actually like to wear our aprons, they like to wear our hats, they want our nice chopping boards, and and they want strong messaging so that their customers have confidence. And if you go to the, there's our Italian distributor, I've had a huge success in the last couple of years, okay? We arrived with a bundle of merchandise for him. He came back this morning for another bundle of merchandise, <laughs> you know, and he's having a great show because he's getting more Italian customers. Yeah, so our great. definition of success is, to su- is supporting existing distributors to, to sell more at premium pricing, right. which is tough, you know. Yeah. Ultimately, the main reason that we get laughed at at this show, right? we're the only one in this uh, Scottish Pavilion where Gillian has set up a pop-up shop, okay? And the pop-up shop is actually our merchandise. People come past the stand and say, are you selling it? I said, no, no. The merchandise is to support our brand so that our messaging is very clear through the supply chain. And what we have to do is actually think of something smart each time, you know, might be a gill tag in the fillet. It might be a chopping board. It might be a nice hat. But we're always thinking, yeah, will this really enhance loyalty? And it's tough, you know, and one of the, one of the, you asked me about ideas that you want at a, at a seafood show. I haven't really had as much time to go around the show as I would like. It's because I keep talking to you. I'll let you go after this, yeah, yeah, promise. Yeah. So I'm blaming you, but anyway, I'll find a quiet moment. And you always pick up an idea from another stand. Right. So plagiarism is a great thing. But my idea is that I really want to exploit is how do we do it? How do we have a clever way of messaging through the supply chain? You know, for example, I might find a super smart way of stamping our name on a fillet, you know, or a, or a head of us or something because we have to have identification and it has and the challenge for a processor ultimately got to be cost effective labor costs are rising how do you do it cost effectively so we're always looking for a smarter way to do it because currently what we do is quite time consuming and we need to just be clever about that Hopefully, I'll get some ideas. Yeah. yeah. Look, I, I didn't tell Lauren this because she just popped on over, but uh, I Ahern's in, in Waretown, New Jersey, is where I do all my, my seafood shopping at. And I'm, I'm talking to him. I'm like... I've seen your your salmon there. I'm like, and they have the they have the brochures out, and I'm and like I said, I just thought it was so unique, the branding, the marketing that goes behind Westeros. So, Gilpin, thank you so much for for your time. We'll we'll let you go explore on the show floor right now, but uh, yeah, thank You're you welcome. very much. Thank you very much. Thank you.